You're listening to another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. Here's your host, BB. So guys, here we are. It's been a few days since the Super Bowl, but as we all waited for calmly or fervishly at the end of our seats on Sunday, the New England Patriots are yet again Super Bowl champs. Congratulations to you guys. Congratulations. I mean, as a fan, as a fan of the game, I'm excited, of course. As a fan of the team, I'm elated. Man, in my entire lifetime, I've seen my football team go to the Super Bowl nine times and in those nine times walk away with six victories. How about them Patriots, guys? How about them Patriots? So let's dive into the game a little bit. Let's just kind of talk about it and I know if you're not a fan of the Patriots, you might feel slighted. And if you're a fan of the Rams, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This just wasn't your year. It really wasn't. And um, I'm going to talk about a couple of things I addressed in the last episode, which was I talked about the score. Um, I talked about kind of some of the player makers on the team. And I talked about, you know, what I thought might happen or whatever. So, One of the things I got horribly wrong, and I think a lot of people did too, was the score of the game. I thought the New England Patriots were going to put up 35 points (laughs) and that the Rams, I had them putting up 21 points. Well, neither team got that. Actually, the combined score of the total game wasn't even 21. Uh, The combined score of the game was 16 points, and that was 13 points for New England and 3 points. For the Rams. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't what anybody expected at all. I I really didn't think going into that game on Sunday that the Patriots or the Rams would have such a low score. Actually, as a matter of fact, if you were to say, if somebody were to tell me at the beginning of the 2018 season, hey, in the Super Bowl, the score is gonna be 13 to 3, and that's gonna be the final score. Yeah. That that's just not a thing that I think anybody was expecting. But I will say this. Most people that I talk to that are just casual fans of the game or, you know, just fans in general don't really follow the schematics and, you know, all of that of the game would have said, this was the most boring Super Bowl I've ever seen in my life. And, yes, the Super Bowl wasn't filled with – offensive, high-scoring, crazy sideline catches, amazing, anything. Like, the last few Super Bowls that we've had have had some sort of thrilling, last-minute, you know, going back to Super Bowl forty-nine, the Malcolm Butler interception at the goal line. That was thrilling. And then, you know, then you had even Super Bowl fifty-one, Tom Brady leading the Patriots back from 25 points down 28-3 I mean that those were exhilarating even last year's Super Bowl the Patriots and the Eagles the fact that it was high scoring it kept going back and forth I mean people were expecting to see a really good game and this game was good but in a different sense it was very defensively motivated um if you were if you we're looking at it from that standpoint. That's an amazing game. Like the fact that both defenses could hold the other team's offense to forcing a three and out, trying to force them to kick a field goal, trying to force them to get off the field and let their offense get a chance to score. And that was, that's something incredible. So 
in lieu of all of that happening, um, we'll talk about the game very, very briefly because honestly, there's not a lot of highlights to say in the game, but there are a lot of moments that I wanted to kind of talk about and dissect a little bit. So the Patriots um, had the ball first and their first few drives was run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And that's what they did. Then Tom Brady tried to get a little cute with it and throw a pass. And unfortunately, it was intercepted, and the Rams now had possession. Now, as any team would assume, that once you receive the football after a turnover, you're so motivated. Your defense just did the best thing out there and got the ball back to you. Like, you're going to go out there and you're going to score, right? Wrong. The Rams didn't do that at all. The Rams the Rams had a three and out. And, okay, first possession – I'm not really expecting there to be like this hyped up. Oh, this is what's going to go on. We're going to run it down the door. We're just going to do all this stuff. But the Rams had all these these people that were notable names on their offense, notable people that were supposed to go out there and score. And they really, it was a poor showing by the Rams offense, honestly. I mean, Jared Goff, well, Jared Goff looked scared. If anybody watched that game and really noticed, he was scared. He and I can't even say that he wouldn't have been, but he, this this game proved to be he was a little he was a little too unseasoned. And Jared Goff looked at the game and looked at this playing field. It was too much. It was almost too much for him. And not to say that Jared Goff couldn't come back. And I think I I wholeheartedly believe the Rams will be back next season. But he just looked as if this was he got a call from the varsity coach in Friday Night Lights, and they said, "Look, our star quarterback is down. You got to step in." He would. It was hard for him. He wasn't changing plays at the line of scrimmage. Like there were so many things that happen and you watched him hold on to the ball a little bit longer, which naturally you would do if you don't see something open right away. But there were so many disruptions on the defensive side of the ball by the Patriots that Jared Goff had no choice. He didn't know what to do. He got sacked. He got knocked down. I mean, the offensive line did a decent job, but it was not his game at all. And I don't know when it would have been his game, but it it just, it showed it to be, maybe too many bright lights for the young buck this time around so so anyways the game kind of went on and uh the Patriots had to set up for a field goal and routinely Stephen Gasowski would have gone out there and kicked a three-pointer would be leading by three instead his first attempt he muffed it and really the punt went a little well it wasn't a punt it was a really field goal but the field goal it just missed um, on the left side of the uprights, and he looked a little dejected. But come to find out, he just went through some personal things at home. I mean, not to say that that had anything to do with the outcome of that kick, but two things happened that are not necessarily uncharacteristic, but two things happened during the game that usually you want to get out of the way. And the first one was that Tom Brady threw an interception. And the second one was that Steven Gasowski missed a field goal. And so, all right, it all happened. Everything's good. We'll just get those mistakes out of the way. And I even said, watching the game, I said, all right, cool. Brush this off. 
this is done. This is the last time we're doing this. We aren't throwing any more interceptions. We aren't missing any more field goals. So that that was it. That was it. Um, so the Patriots, you know, kept going, and the Rams kept going, and it was back and forth, three and out, punts, yada, yada. So finally, uh, Stephen Gostowski was able to kick a field goal, and the halftime score was three to nothing. Three, yeah, you you heard that right. Three to nothing. That's I don't. I think that was the only. That was probably the lowest halftime score of a Super Bowl in in history, which is insane. But it was it was crazy. And the Rams, led by Coach Sean McVay, this is the first time ever that they had been shut out in the first half. Because if if anybody remembers, when the Rams played the Chiefs, the game was, the final score was 51-54. to 54. So to go from scoring an insane amount of points in a first half to even in the playoffs scoring a lot of points to scoring nothing, having a complete shutout, it was, it was insane. It was crazy. It was crazy. And I don't think a lot of people were hoping for that. I'm sure the NFL was like, what is this? But you know what? There's still a second half to play, and you never know what happens. People, coaches have to make adjustments. I mean, you have to make adjustments in the second half. And plus now there's this whole halftime show, um, which was very interesting. We had uh, Maroon 5 and Big Boy and Travis Scott. And Maroon 5 actually had a lot of classics that were played. So in the sense of um, the Super Bowl halftime show, I think Maroon 5 definitely did a lot. They brought a lot of classics back. And you don't realize how long they've actually been around. So there was that. Um, Travis Scott only played one song, Sicko Mode, which was interesting and then big boy came out and his little hoopty was like okay we see you and that was pretty much it I mean I guess most people were even saying that the halftime show was all right the game was kind of all right up to this point and even the commercials were all right there wasn't anything crazy I, I couldn't think of any memorable commercials the only commercial that I remember that was good to me was the NFL's 100 year commercial with with having a bunch of greats a lot of football names past and present um who are coming together and almost like playing a fun game of pickup it was cool it was it was definitely the best commercial it was like a mini show I loved it um so yeah that was the halftime show and uh yeah so then second half comes into play and here we go again the Patriots Gave, you know, they gave the ball to the Rams. The Rams the Rams had the ball in the second half as they opened up. But honestly, nothing happened. There was no – there was nothing exciting about going on there. Um, the Rams had opportunities, though. I'm not saying they didn't. They definitely did. Uh, Jared Goff got the ball to Brandon Cooks a few times, and – the defense of the Patriots was just astronomical. I mean, the first one of the first throws, or one one of two throws that I can remember distinctly down the field, whereas an um, open shot in the end zone, and Devin McCourty's brother Jason McCourty ran across the fields and 
knocked it down and just like that like I'm saying this was a defensive run game it was not offensively charged at all it was very defensively charged so the fact that both the team in the third quarter wasn't even able to produce points says a lot about how the game was played from start to finish so then finally Greg Zerline who is the Rams um, kicker was able to score uh, on a field goal. It was a 53-yard field goal, and he made it. So the game is now tied 3-2-3 in the dang Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> I don't think anybody imagined that they would even be saying those words. I know I didn't. I, my score prediction in the last episode was 35-24. to 24. So this is far from it completely. Nobody was expecting this at all, and I, I think it was just one of those things that, all right, well, this is momentum, so let's continue on. So the next thing that happened, the next score that happened, matter of fact, was from the Patriots. And probably the longest play, the longest drive, the best drive, actually the only red zone drive of the game was a pass from Tom Brady to Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski came in clutch yet again, and it was a 29-yard pass to Gronk that brought them in the red zone at the two-yard line. And good old rookie running back, Sony Michelle, who was talked about as, I don't know, man, this guy can't do much. He's not good, yada, yada. He ran in and... The Patriots scored a touchdown, making the score 10-3. to And I guess a lot of people weren't expecting this. They weren't expecting, number one, the game to be so low scoring. But number two, the people who did score, and only there's one person, which was Sony Michelle, I don't think this was an expectation. But let me tell you what was an expectation. Julian Edelman, who was named the game's MVP, he balled out from the jump. Every time the ball was thrown his way, or almost nearly every time the ball was thrown his way, he produced. He caught the ball. He was put into high situations. No one could guard him. Like, no, not one person who was put on Julian Edelman was able to knock him off his game at all. They put linebackers. They put corners. They put safety. I mean, the man just shrugged it off and was like, yeah, okay, next. Thank you, next. And, hey, I am a fan of Julian Edelman's. I think he's one of the best slot receivers to play the game. Actually, second to Jerry Rice. I mean, it's Jerry Rice of all people. If that's the person you're chasing, you're in a good spot. And so it it just happened to be – it just happened to be one of those games, those, one of those games, and – yeah, so the game at this point is now 10 to 3. And the Rams have a chance. Rams get the ball back. Jared Goff tried to sail one to Brandon Cooks, and unfortunately it fell short. It fell short. Um, he didn't make it. And so what do they have to do? What do they have to do is try again. They kept going, and Goff tried to throw another pass. This time, though, our defense stepped up. Stephon Gilmore intercepted. 
I think it was like the three-yard line at this point. The Rams were playing schoolyard pickup football. And uh, the defensively led and charged Bill Belichick just clinic put on a freaking clinic and it was amazing I mean I can't even like you can't credit it enough honestly you as you sit and you think about man what could they have done differently how could this have worked it was great and I'm not even saying this too because the Rams really stepped up they they did not allow New England to score that much and even on, on our side too like the the Rams and the Patriots like the Patriots were looking at this as like you're not scoring the fact that they held them Two, three points for the entire game is incredible, too. You know, that is just, it is insane. And so, finally, um, the the Patriots needed to, to do something. Because a 10-3 to, to score, seven-point leads, one-possession lead in the game is not enough. As I said, I was hoping, praying, pleading that there would not be a, like a crazy fourth quarter heart palpitation game. Like I am, I as a Patriots fan, every Super Bowl has been high strung where my heart is racing. I don't know what's going on. Will we score? Will we not score? Will we move the ball? Will we not move the ball? I mean, all of this and more. That's just the way that these Patriots Super Bowls tend to go. So the fact that it was 10 to 3 in the fourth quarter was, it's just a little, cutting it a little too close because you just don't know when the next play could happen. And like I said, that Stephon Gilmore interception prevented and negated what could have been a touchdown, which could have tied the game up. Um, and then you're, now you're playing from behind. Now you're trying to play catch up and that's just not what you want. So that was a key stop, a key, key defensive play by the cornerback. We're excited for that. So Finally, um, Gostowski ends up kicking a 41-yard field goal, and the Patriots led the game again by two. Now this was a two-possession game, so 13 to three in the fourth quarter. There was just over a minute left in the game, and yeah, that was that was it. So the Rams had a chance. All they needed to do was kick a field goal. And if they converted the field goal, then try to make an onside kick and Jared Goff would have to hail Mary into the end zone to try to tie the game up. But Zerline, he missed. He missed the field goal. And that sealed the deal. That was it. The Patriots, the Patriots would win their sixth Super Bowl. Nine tries, six wins. That's that's incredible, and I i mean, I would say, if you look at all of the things that happen, if you, if you look at, if you look at all of the, the plays of the game, and you look at where, how the Patriots have gotten to this point, and even on the season, a lot of, a lot of the talking heads really did, uh, they really did count them out this year, the season, it wasn't Brady's strongest, for sure. I would definitely say, like, I mean, you look at this, and Brady wasn't playing lights out, but he was playing Brady ball, which is execute, finish the game, move forward. That's all we needed to do. That's all that needed to happen. There didn't need to be, you know, cheers and love and happiness and joy and all this other stuff. It was just very simple. Finish the game. 
And that's all they had to do. And that's what they did. And and every Super Bowl is not pretty. There's not, like I said, crazy sideline catches, toe touches, interceptions, and all the rest to make an exciting football game, which the people want an exciting football game, but that doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that the game will be that way. So Brady did a pretty decent job. He was 21 of 35 with 262 yards. He did throw an interception, which we talked about earlier, but it's not the worst game he's ever played. But that MVP Edelman, man, 10 receptions, 141 yards, amazing. And even Gronkowski stepped up, and no one quite knows what's going on with Gronk yet. I don't know if he's going to play again. He seems... He's in a good mood, but who wouldn't be after winning the Super Bowl? So he caught six passes and he had a hundred or he had eighty-seven yards. And that that was great too. Like he grounded his job, but probably one of the surprises, not by New England fans for sure, not by the New England Patriots themselves, was Sony Michelle rushing for ninety-four yards and the game's only touchdown. He killed it, man. He killed the game. So I think, as a whole, maybe the Super Bowl wasn't the most exciting or exhilarating Super Bowl that anybody has ever seen, but it was great. I'm, I'm happy. I'm glad that the Patriots were able to get to a spot where Tom Brady could surpass every player in the NFL and now be in solo possession of six Super Bowl rings. He's a GOAT man. I know he hates being called the GOAT, but you've accomplished so much in 19 years. And he continues to keep going. I mean, he wants to play till he's 45. He's 41 now. I think the next few years will just determine where he goes from here. I mean, does he play till he's 45 completely? I think he's going to take it season by season. You know how hard it is to make it to the Super Bowl, which... The Patriots seem to pretend like that's not even a roadblock. They just keep it going. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what happens. I, I This is going to be an incredible offseason. The Patriots are Super Bowl champs. They had their parade. Everyone's happy, celebrating. Things are going well. So we'll see what happens. We're not quite sure. I'm not quite sure, actually, I should say. I'm sure they know what's going on, but... You got all these, the players get to reunite with their families, spend more time at home, go on vacations and holidays. I'm sure you'll see press, pressers and just all the things that you normally do once you've done an incredible act. I mean, it's, it's been a good season. New England, it's been good. It's been a good season. But uh, we're just getting started here. We are just getting started. In our next episode, we're going to talk about um, Rob Gronkowski. We're going to dissect the Gronk. And what he's meant to this team, how he's contributed, what do things look like for the tight ends? Is he done? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. He hasn't he he said he will be making an announcement in the next couple of weeks as to whether or not he will continue to play or whether or not he's gonna hang up the cleats for good. So you'll definitely wanna tune into our next episode for that one. 
Anyways, thanks you guys so much for listening to another episode of Boss Babe in the Man Cave. I'm excited. I'm happy that we're continuing on this journey. And if you have any questions or any comments and you want to talk more about the game, if you want to bring up a topic, what should I discuss? If you want to be a guest on our podcast, you definitely have to tune in. So thanks for listening. See you next time.